Welcome back to another episode of the Not Your Normal Podcast brought to you by iFilm Cinema, cinema for everyone. As you know, this podcast is available to you on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast at. It's your host, Aaron James Cross, the super white name. I'm very aware, but uh, anyway, um... Yeah, no, I don't really know where I want to or how I want to start this episode. I was thinking about it um, a minute ago and I just didn't know how to start it. I wrote down a couple things in my notes on my phone um, and just, you know, didn't do it. I mean, I obviously not didn't do it, but I just didn't know which one to pick or start with. So, I'm going to start off with this. Um, the other day, well, actually, not. The, oh, it's late, I'm sorry. Um, a little bit ago, I was uh, scrolling through my YouTube um, page, my YouTube homepage, and, you know, it has the videos that you might like to watch and blah, 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 whatever. Um, besides, that's besides the point, but a video came up of uh, Chance the Rapper doing... Um, the song Same Drugs on the TV show The Voice, uh, which he's a judge on this season, I believe. Um, and I think he did it with a couple of like people from his team. Um, I'm not going to go into the details about what his team means. If you don't know how the, what The Voice is, just watch an episode, you'll get it. Um, but listening to that song, listening to him perform it and the other people perform it, made me think and wonder about that album that same drugs is off of which is off of chances um pretty sure i guess he's calling it um a, a mixtape whatever it is um but it's on coloring book uh and it came out in 2016 i forget about that album because chances i mean i like chance but chance at that from that from that project, he's only done one, which he did the big day in 2019 that was not, you know, praised by many to say the least. And, um, but going back, thinking about that song, which is a phenomenal song, made me think about how good that whole album actually is. Like from top to bottom, all we got with Kanye in it is a fantastic song. Nothing too special, but it's very good. It's very it's a Kanye song. You got Kanye on it. The production is always going to be get great on a Kanye track. Leading into No Problem with Lil Wayne and 2 Chainz, which is probably the biggest song off of that album, which um was super overplayed, overplayed um at the time that it came out, but periodically when you listen to it it's still a great song to play summer friends with jeremiah and francis in the lights is a great song very underrated song um then you have a little interlude of um the drum the dram sing special um whatever on to blessings with uh jamila woods it's a great song into same drugs which uh i just got done talking about um mixtape with young thug and Lil yachty um, it's a good song, not my favorite. I'm not a big fan of it, but it's whatever. Into Angels with Saba, which is uh, was another single off of that album, which was fantastic. Into uh, Juke Jam with Justin Bieber in Tokyo, and that song super underrated. 
They actually played it the other day when I was out uh, in Denton over the weekend. Um, All Night with Knox Fortune. Okay, not the greatest. How Great, which is just like uh, Chance the Rapper's version of How Great uh, is Our God, a very Christian gospel song sang in a bunch of churches. Um, but with as J Electronica, Fire, great, great, great song. Into Smoke Break with Future, once again a good song, but not my favorite. Into Finish Line with T Pain, Kirk Franklin, and a bunch of others. That song's fantastic. And into the second blessings for the last song uh, with Ty Dolla Side, Rory, and a couple others. Another fantastic song. And listening to the same drugs being performed on my screen a minute ago reminded me of how great this album is from top to bottom. There's not a lot of skips. Like, I skip a couple, like um, Mixtape and Smoke Break, but that's just really because... That's not really my style. What the song really talks about is not really my thing, you know. Um, But nonetheless, from just a musical standpoint, they're really good songs. Just not my cup of tea when it comes to substance matter. But, like I said, great album. I think that's all I got really on that. That's what I wanted to start with for sure. Just so I got it off off my chest. Um... The Warriors are no longer in the playoffs. They got beat by the Lakers and uh, in six games. Um, after falling 3-1, they came back, had a great game, game five, which I figured they would. It was in Golden State. Uh, they needed to go steal a win in Los Angeles, which is going to be very hard for them to do, especially the way the Lakers have been playing right now. They're super physical. LeBron's been doing what he has to do. Anthony Davis has been playing out of his mind, um, which I did not see coming. Normally, he's a iffy player, and I hate to say it, but a injury-prone player, um, especially in this time of the season. Um, but kudos to him. He's you know, kudos to the Lakers. They beat him, beat the defending champs uh, onto the Western Conference Finals against the Sun. I mean, not the Suns. I'm an idiot. Against the Nuggets, who beat the Suns in six games. Um, that's just a failure in itself. The the Suns team with Devin Booker, Chris Paul, who who was hurt, so take him out of the equation. But still, a very good team, a very good coached, a very well coached team, or at least we thought, with Monty Williams as the head coach, who they recently fired. Um, but Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, who's been playing great, they just didn't show up. Um, couldn't stop the firepower of Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, um, that team is just super deep and they're going to be hard out on to the East. Miami beat the Knicks in six and Boston beat Philly in seven. Um, with Jason Tatum dropping 51 in a game seven after been playing, he's played like dog, dog water past couple of games, uh, minus that game seven, of course, where he had 51, but he's played like absolute dog water. Um, but you know, Hey, whatever. Now we got a rematch or a repeat of the 2020 Western conference finals, uh, the bubble finals, which was the Los Angeles Lakers against the nuggets and the Celtics versus the heat, which the heat beat the Celtics and the Lakers beat the nuggets. And then the Lakers ended up winning that championship in the bubble against the heat in six games. Well, uh, history repeats itself. 
Hopefully it doesn't. It's not that I don't like uh, or don't want the Lakers to win. I tell people this all the time. I, I'm i a Kobe fan. Through and through, I'm a Kobe Bryant fan over LeBron James, over Michael, whoever you got. But I do like LeBron James. He's grown over, grown on me over the years, and I do like LeBron James. If LeBron wins another ring, great. So be it. But... In comparison to the other people that are that have a chance to win a ring right now, which would be Jamal Murray and Jokic, um, I don't really care to see them win a ring. They're young. They're both in their early 20s. They have plenty of time. That team's only going to get better. The Celtics, um, I'm not a big Celtics fan. I'm not a big Jason Tatum fan. fan. I am a big Jalen Brown fan. Um, but they're once again, they're, that's another young team who's, will be there again, most likely. But the Miami Heat with Jimmy Butler, I think Jimmy Butler deserves a title. I think he's underrated by a lot of people throughout the league, throughout the NBA fandom, people who watch the NBA. I think he's underrated, underappreciated until the playoffs come when you really get to see how great he is, how he can lead a team, how that team is taking on his DNA of like that that dog mentality. Um you just get to see it firsthand when you watch the Heat play, and it's a really crazy thing to watch how the how he got there and changed the culture of that team. Um, and that team's just full of dogs, you know, like Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, who's injured right now, but Struess, uh, Duncan Robinson, Kyle Lowry, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, who've stepped up big. I think I would really like to see Miami win this year. Um just so Jimmy Butler can, you know, knock a title off of his list of accomplishments. Ooh, I'm sorry, it's like I'm yawning. Of of accomplishments to do, uh, I I tell people this all the time. Him and Damian Lillard are my two favorite players in the NBA right now. My two favorite players to watch. I think they're the two most deserving players of an NBA title, especially Jimmy Butler, especially Damian Lillard, who's been true to Portland since he was drafted there and they just have yet to do anything to help his career whatsoever. Um, in my opinion, he's just wasting away in Portland. Um, he's 33, something like that now. So he doesn't have that much time left to, to play in the league, you know, seven years, maybe that's tops if he plays to 40, but he won't be as effective as he is right now. Um, Jimmy Butler's the same way in his early thirties, you know, um, and their play styles are not easy on their body. So give or take, you know, five, four years until their career probably is over, or at least they're not as sought after as they are right now. Um, Portland, you got to get rid of Jim. You got to get rid of Damian Lillard. You got to trade him. I know he has a giant contract and you got a super max and all that stuff. You got to get rid of him. Help, help a brother out. <laughs> Let that man go. Please let that man go. That that man's been through enough in Portland. From the Lamar, the Lamarcus Aldridge years, you know, making it to a Western Conference Finals but getting beat by the by the Rockets. I think it's the Rockets, I forget. Maybe it's the Warriors. Either way it goes. To the the dynamic duo of him and CJ McCollum, which is was good. It just wasn't good enough. You know, two two guards. Damian Lillard being a top five guard in the league but cj mccullum is a great player don't get me wrong he's great 
but he's not like a Clay Thompson or somebody who's going to change a game for you. He's just not. Um, but yeah, no, that's really about it. I would like to see the Miami Heat win this year. I think they can do it. They're an eight seed. Um, that would be crazy. I think the storyline would be crazy if they did win. Um, but yeah, no, I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Uh, what else I got? Went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy on Thursday night. Uh, not that's not true. When did I go see it? I went and saw it sometime last, like last, yeah, like Thursday or something like that. I went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy. That movie, boy, let me tell you, is fantastic. It's heartbreaking. It's uplifting. It's happy. It's sad. It's emotional. It's a roller coaster. It's everything you want in a movie. It's fantastic. It's a top three Marvel movie to me. Um, There's nothing wrong with that movie from the soundtrack to dialogue to the writing to the shots. You know, James Gunn does his thing on it. It's not so much a Marvel movie. It's a James Gunn movie. And I think whenever he had creative control over this, uh, he did his thing. It's fantastic. There's not one single thing that I would change about it. It's not too long. It's not too short. That was a big problem I had with like Ant-Man, the quantum media thing. It was too short and it was just too, it didn't feel like a trilogy, if that makes sense. There, It wasn't grand if that is any, if you, if you saw the movie, you understand what I'm saying. It just wasn't grand like you were expecting um, the movie to be. This Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is it's grand. It's, it's just a big movie. It's a lot of things done. Um, Rocket being like the main focus of the movie, I think is a great choice. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful choice. Uh, it's a beautiful movie. Just being able to learn more about his backstory and, and things like that. And this, the choices they made for this movie are, are genius. And James Gunn did his thing. So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend go going to watch it. Uh, obviously no spoilers here. Um, but yeah, I think you should go see it. Um, what else I got? (sighs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Over the weekend, KSI, uh, the YouTuber fought Joe Fournier, a professional boxer, um, for his misfits card as the main, as the main card. Let's go. Let's start off with the earlier fights. I watched the card. Watched the whole card from top to bottom, actually. Um, didn't really care about the first, like, three fights, to be honest. I really cared about those last three, which was... Oh, my gosh, I keep yawning. Which were um, Salt Poppy versus Anthony Taylor. Um, Deji versus Swarms. And then KSI versus Joe Fournier. So, start from the top. We got... um. Salt Poppy versus Anthony Taylor. Anthony Taylor is an MMA fighter. Boxing record. He's like three and six or something like that. He's not great. Very unorthodox. Salt Poppy, who for the past couple years now, or year and a half since this Misfits boxing thing has been a a thing over for KSI. Um, Salt Poppy's been on, I think, three of the cards, and he's just he's the only one on the card that has like true boxing experience and you can tell when he fights he's won all three of his fights by knockout and vicious knockouts at that he's just head and shoulders above everybody else but for some reason on 
Saturday when he fought Anthony Taylor. I think it was the awkwardness that got him. I don't know. He just wasn't – he lost. I don't know how to describe it. He just got outclassed. He got outboxed by Anthony Taylor. And um, I don't know. It was just – it shocked me to see that happen because I thought Saul Poppy was probably the best boxer on the card uh, minus Joe Taylor – I mean uh, Joe Fournier being a professional boxer and all. Um but then you move on to Swarms versus Deji. Deji being the younger brother of KSI. Um, Swarms is a UK rapper who KSI fought uh, late last year and just demolished him. Um, the fight went exactly sort of how I thought it was going to. Deji not being the greatest fighter, um, but having years of experience over this guy. Just didn't go in there to try to kill him or anything, get him knock him out or anything too crazy. Just literally went in there to show him. I'm levels above you. I'm a better boxer than you. And that's exactly what happened. He punched him more. He moved out of the way more. He moved his head. This He just completely outclassed this guy. And I don't know. It wasn't enter- it's not that it wasn't an entertaining fight. It just was exactly what you thought was going to happen if you pay attention to any of these, these YouTube boxer events. And then moving on to the main card, the most controversial fight of the evening, of the year so far, is uh, KSI and Joe Fournier. KSI, uh, 5-0, and YouTube boxer. Hadn't really beat anybody of with any notoriety, any not- uh, noticeability, uh, any credit, like boxing credit. Um, not saying Joe Fournier is a, like a crazy boxing credit th- person, but he is 9-0. Don't get me wrong, he did fight a bunch of scrubs to get that 9-0, but nonetheless, he is a professional boxer. So, they fight. First round, um, KSI is is doing that little weird, awkward, like Michael Venom Page bounce, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And uh, he he lands some shots. He rocked, I don't want to say rocked, but he stung Joe Fournier with a uh, nice little right hand that... Joe Fournier had to respect. He didn't want to get hit with that again. You could see it. Um, but, yeah, no, that's pretty much the story of the first round. It was a bunch of feeling out, a bunch of feeling out process. Um, but that was the only shot that really landed for KSI. And I think that he knew that going into round two because his sort of his style changed to more of a traditional boxing stance. And that's whenever the fight, I think, to me, got going. And in all honesty, I like KSI. I really do. In all honesty, I think he was getting outboxed in that second round. Um, he landed some shots, but he, you can just the, the little things when it comes to boxing. And don't get me, I'm not a boxing expert at all, but I do watch a bunch of boxing and I do watch a bunch of UFC. I pay attention, I'm a, you know, I pay attention to the details. The little things that make a professional boxer so much better than a YouTube boxer that turned professional are the little things, you know, head movement, um, turning your hips, reading punches, reading setups, getting used to things, closing the distance, feeling out the distance with the jab, stuff like that. And for the most part of that second round, Joe Fournier was outboxing KSI, in my opinion. Um, I think the first round went 10-9 to KSI, but the second round was going 10-9 Joe Fournier. Um, and I think that's how it was going to go the rest of the fight, to be honest. Like, close, but nothing, not KSI overwhelming, but not Joe Fournier, Fournier overwhelming either. I think it was going to be a close fight. Um, but 
KSI, I will give him credit where credit is due. KSI has a crazy powerful overhand right, like crazy powerful. And he threw it, and one of them landed, rocked Joe Fournier. And like a professional boxer does, when they get rocked, they try to close the distance, grab, you know, grapple, dirty box to get their feet, get their mind right, clear their head from that, that, that punch they just took. And in the process of doing this, KSI threw another overhand right that missed completely. And he ended up hitting him with an elbow directly on the chin where he wanted to make that punch land and he missed. But he caught him with a clean John Jones-like elbow straight to the chin slash jaw, which dropped Joe Fournier unconscious. Referee didn't even count. Fight was over. KSI was declared winner by knockout. When they show the replay, that's when the controversy starts. You can see it clear as day that he threw a punch and hit him with his elbow. If you don't live under a rock, you know that is not allowed in boxing. So what will happen? Who knows? Um, I imagine they're going to the boxing committee or the UK or whatever, you know, whatever they call it over there. I imagine they're going to make that a no contest because it is a professional bout. I imagine they're going to make that a no contest um, because I don't think it was intentional. So I don't think they're going to give the W to Joe Fournier by disqualification. But I think they're going to make it a no, a no contest, which is sort of sucks for KSI. You know, it sort of tarnishes that win. Um, but either way it goes, um, he did rock Joe Fournier. He did have him stumbling. And I think if that punch would have landed, he also would have fell. But I don't think he would have been knocked out. I think he would have 10 counted and got back up and survived the round and made some changes to make the fight go differently, in my opinion. Um, but nonetheless, KSI, as of right now, has a W. Who knows how that'll be by the next time, you know, we record, I record an episode. Um, but in all honesty, I'm just looking forward to one thing, which is the KSI Jake Paul fight. But even more so, I'm looking forward to a fight that I'll be attending on August 5th in Dallas, Texas at American Airlines Center, which is Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. Can't wait for that. That should be exciting. But... I wanted to, you know, I was one of the things I wrote down in my notes I really wanted to talk about was a more serious topic, but I don't really feel like it's appropriate at this time because of how I've went about the episode so far and all and, and at the same time I'm extremely exhausted. I'm so tired, it's unreal. So, I think what I'm going to do is save it for Friday. I have it in my notes, so I'm not going to forget it. And who knows, maybe my opinion will have changed by then. We'll see. Um, But with that being said, uh, summer merch is about to be out. So stay tuned for that. Originally, it was supposed to come out today, but I pushed it back because of the weather here in Texas is so crazy. Um, I don't think it's appropriate for me to release summer clothing while we're still getting spring showers. So uh, as of right now, uh, the date of the summer drop has been pushed back to June 1st, which I think is fine. That's in a couple weeks. Hopefully by then the weather uh, will have acclimated to the correct weather it's supposed to be in June, which would be summer weather, which is you know a good thing and a bad thing. Bad thing because it's hot as fuck in Texas. Good thing because I'm tired of rain and cold wind and all that stuff. It's been a long, 
long time since, you know, the sun has just been consistently out, I feel like. So, um, but June 1st, so mark it on your calendars. Got a lot of people asking for it. It's going to sell out very quickly. Uh, but with all that being said, I will see you all or talk to you all on Friday.